in Proverbs chapter 19, uh, sorry, in, in Proverbs in Proverbs chapter 18, sorry, and verse 24, it says these words. It says, there are friends who destroy each other, but real friends stick closer than a brother. You see, the thing with it is this, is that we have to choose our friends carefully. We have to choose our friends really, really carefully. Because not every friend that we have sticks closer than a brother. And we can cover ourselves in the blanket of friendship. Not every friendship is beneficial. But I believe that God wants to come this morning and he wants to restore what the locusts have eaten and give you a blanket of friendship that will keep you warm. You see, it doesn't matter if you can find, I remember my dad saying to me when I was growing up, is that if Aaron, if you can find five friends over the course of your life, you're a rich man. You're a rich man. Now, I'm incredibly blessed because I would have more than five good friends that I could count on at any time, no matter what I do, no matter what I say, no matter where I go, that I could call on. But too many of us, we look for the blanket of friendship to try and keep us warm. And no matter how many friends we have, we can never keep warm. The second thing is this, the blanket of fear, of hurt, and of offense. The blanket of fear, of hurt, and offense. Fear doesn't exist anywhere except in our mind. Did you know that? Fear does not live anywhere except our own minds. And so often we can live in a place of fear and actually it can be, we think it's a good place to live and we put a blanket of fear around us, maybe because we don't want to be hurt, maybe because we don't want to let anybody in and we actually put this cloak or this blanket of fear around us, maybe it is a blanket of hurt. Well, we build these walls and we try and put it around us, but no matter how many blankets of hurt we put on ourselves, no matter how many blankets of fear we put on ourselves, it never keeps us warm. It doesn't satisfy what's going on. You know, offense is something that you cannot give. I cannot give offense, but I can take it. If me and Ali were to sit down and I was to say something to Ali that, well, you know, not necessarily out of, uh, 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 of intention, but I offended her and I didn't realize it. So often what happens in relationships is that one person can take offense and the other person doesn't even know. You see, I can't give offense, but I can take it. And so often what can happen is, is that we can take on the blanket of offense and we can put it around us and we think that actually with our own offenses that what is happening is, is that we are hurting the other person. You're not, you're only hurting yourself. 
You're only actually mulling over something that's gone on. Now, let me tell you this. There is a point where we have to either release it or we have to go to that person and say, do you know what? You've offended me. So often in church life, I have upset people. I know you find that hard to believe. And so often, I, I, I would never, ever go out of my way to offend anybody. Never. It isn't, it isn't something that I would want to do. And sometimes you have to go up to people and you have to go, hey, do you know what? If I've upset you in any way, I, I am sorry. Now, it's at that point that you either take the blanket off or you leave it around your shoulders. King David was a very old man. But no matter how many blankets he put on him, he couldn't keep warm. What are the blankets in your life that you're keeping around you to try and keep you warm, to try and keep you secure, to try and keep you happy, but it isn't really working? Friendship, hurt, offense, fear. The next thing is this, is that there is the blanket of comparison. And so many of us live with the blanket of comparison. Well, if I, if I do what they're doing, then God will bless me. It don't work like that. If I had a pound for every time somebody said to me, oh, you're like your dad. I would be an incredibly rich person right now. Now, I know I used to, I went through a phase in my life, and I don't know whether I've ever verbalized this. I can't remember, I don't think I have. People sometimes say that when I preach, I'm far too, I'm far too open and I'm too honest. Well, hey, that's me. But I remember going through a stage, and when I was younger, I grew up, going to church with my mum and dad, and some of you will know that my dad was, well, was, he's still alive, is, uh, he, he, he's a preacher, and he was fairly well known within certain circles, and uh, I, I remember kind of going to different meetings with him, where there'd be thousands and thousands of people there, and dad would be on stage, and I got to a point where when I used to speak, I used to copy and be like my dad. Why? Because I thought that if I'm like him, God will bless me the same way that he blesses my dad. And I put this blanket around me to try and mimic or try and be who I wasn't. Let me tell you this, it took me until the age of 28, I'm 42 now, one, 41, I'm 42 this year, I'm in my 42nd year. And it took me till I was 28 in a meeting in an upper room in the middle of Exeter where a man of God came along and he prophesied over me and I was totally away from God and I was done with God. Why? Because he hadn't done what I thought he needed to do and I'd gone off the rails. And it wasn't until that point that I surrendered just like Vicky did and said, you know what God, if you're really out there, I'm going to take off my blanket of offense. I'm going to take off my blanket of comparison. I'm going to be who you've called me to be. And you know what? It was incredibly liberating. And all of a sudden, I was no longer trying to keep warm, but I was warm. 
Do you understand what I mean by that? That something happened on the inside where it was no longer about what people thought about me, but it was all about what he thought about me. It was for an audience of one rather than an audience of everybody else. And I put on this blanket of comparison in my younger years where I tried to be like everybody else. Where I tried to, if I put my hand up in the right places in the worship, oh, well, God will bless me. Hello? If I say a really long, faluting prayer with really long words, then people will be mega impressed with me because I can say the word Constantinople. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I can't even say it now. But the whole thing of comparison, if I do what they are doing, then God will bless me. Let me tell you this, is that the reason that I believe that Vicky has seen exponential growth, not only in her business, but in her finances, is because she's totally surrendered and she's doing not what everybody else has told her to do, but what God has told her to do. And there's a challenge in there for each one of us to not be what everybody else tells you to be, but be who God has called you to be. In Ecclesiastes chapter 6 and verse 10, it says these words, it says, don't long for the good old days. This is not wise. Don't long for the good old days. This is not wise. Too many of us put on a blanket of comparison where we have seen God move in the past. We've been in churches that are of past and seen God move and, and we want to put that blanket back on. And God says, hey, I'm doing a new thing. Can't you perceive it? Can't you see it? And we hanker after something that God did. It wasn't bad. It wasn't wrong. It, it was good. But it's no longer now where God is. You see, the thing with it is this. Is that I'm reminded of the children of Israel. Is that they moved where the Spirit of God led them. It wasn't that the Spirit of God had changed. It's just that he'd moved. But so often, we don't listen and we don't follow the Spirit of God. What we do is, is that we go back to something that maybe God said 10, 15, 20 years ago. And we think, do you know what? Well, we've got to stick in this. No, it isn't that that is bad. It's that actually that now God is over here and he's doing something new. I said it last week. Sing a new song unto the Lord. There's nothing wrong with the old songs. In actual fact, some of them are great. But I believe that if we want to step into everything that God has for us, we need to put not the blanket of comparison on us, but we need to take it off. Why? Because when we take it off, I believe something great happens. But we need to take off the blankets that are trying to keep us warm. The next thing is this, is the blanket of taking or entitlement. The blanket of taking or entitlement. This is one of the biggest blankets that we clothe ourselves in. I'm going to say something this morning now, that if you take offense at it, well, go and talk to Jesus about it. Is this. You are owed nothing. Sorry. Sorry if I've upset a few people here this morning. 
Lytham, I'm, I apologize profusely if I've upset you up there, that you are owed nothing. You don't, you, you, in actual fact, is that the Bible talks about the fact of, is that you are just dirt. And it's only when we realize that we are nothing and we, we take off the blanket of entitlement we take off the blanket of, do you know what? Well, they are blessed. Life Church are blessed to have me sitting amongst them. We're not blessed. Well, I'm not blessed. Because actually, listen to me for a second, is that you being here actually is blessing God more than anything else in the world. You being up there in Lytham and sitting on a seat up there is amazing, but it's more about your heart condition with God than it ever is about being in a building. Now, hear me right. Is that the Bible talks about meeting. I believe in the local church, 100%. I believe that this here is the hope of the nation. That this, this body of people, this thing called the church of Jesus Christ can achieve more when people come together and they attach themselves. If you're not planted in a local church, you need to be. You need to be planted in a local church. Get behind the vision. You see, it isn't about your praise. I'm sure that some of you have come here this morning and you have thought to yourself, I wonder what he's going to preach on this morning. Will I be blessed this morning? I don't know. But I would ask you the question, what can you give this morning? What is it that you can bring to take off the blanket of entitlement that you think that, that, that you are owed something by God, you are owed nothing by God, actually you owe everything to God. That God loves you so much that actually he, he, he thinks that you are that good and that amazing. That I'll say it again, that he entrusts you with his Holy Spirit. Amazing. That God would entrust you with the Holy Spirit. Now David was a very old man. And no matter how many blankets he put over him, he couldn't keep warm. How many blankets... Have you got around you at the moment to try and fulfill something within here that is not being met? How many of us are putting blankets around us or to try and protect us from the outside world? But God says, I'm ready to do a new thing. Are you ready? Are you ready? In Proverbs chapter 11 verse 24 in the message version it says these words. The world of the generous gets larger and larger and the world, the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. You see, when you take off the blanket of entitlement, when you take off the blanket of taking and you are free to actually just be who God has called you to be, it opens up your world. You're no longer weighed down by blankets that you think that you need to wear.
But actually there is something of a weight that is lifted and your world becomes so much bigger. It becomes so much larger than you could ever, ever imagine. Why? Because you're no longer trying to prove to other people or prove to yourself or prove to God. You don't need to prove anything. So I would say take off the blankets. Take off the blankets that you think are trying to keep you warm because they're not doing anything. And be ready to total surrender where you say, God, you know what? I don't know whether you're out there or not. Some of you are probably praying that prayer. I don't, God, God, I don't even know if you're real. But if you are out there, I'm going to take off my blanket that I think is trying to keep me warm. And I'm going to begin to be everything that you've called me to be. No longer under blankets, trying to keep us warm. No longer hugging on to things. It's interesting that the next couple of verses of this particular scripture, it goes on to talk about the fact of, is that King David was given a young virgin girl to look after him. And this young virgin girl, it says, cared for his needs. And then in verse 3, it goes on to say, there was no sexual relations between them. There was a purity about the care and the love of that girl that looked after King David. I want to flip it on its head for a second and say, when we take off the blankets that we think are trying to keep us warm, and we begin to open ourselves up, to who the Lord Jesus is, let me tell you, there is a purity about his love that comes and it envelops us and there's nothing weird or weird about it in one sense, but it is just a beautiful union between us and God where God looks down and he begins to fan the flames of desire for him in a new way. It's not something sexual or anything like that. It's just pure. Pure love. But sometimes we need to take off the blankets. There's so many blankets that I could have spoken about this morning. The blanket of grief. The blanket of despair. The blanket of not thinking I'm good enough. Constantly trying to keep us, keep yourself warm, keep yourself protected. But God comes in and says, take them off. Because I want to give you a love that is so pure. I want to give you a, a, a righteousness that comes not from anything that you do, but from everything that I am. And love you in spite of who you are. I want us to stand Lytham, please stand with us. My time is gone. Band, you can come up. With every head bowed and every eye closed. I want us to sing that song again, Thomas, if we can. I want to ask you a question. Are you ready? You see, the thing with it is this, is that we have but a few years 
The Bible says is that our lives are like a vapor. In a matter of weeks, 2019 will be over. There's a thought. We are nearer a new year than we are the old year. And in September of 2019, we can make a conscious decision right now to throw off the blankets that have maybe tried to keep us warm for the last year. Tried to keep us warm for the whole of 2019. I kind of have two new years. I have one that happens in January and then for me, September, I kind of feel it's like a new year. Summer's gone kind of thing. Kids are back in school as we head towards Christmas. Those dreaded words. But we can make a moment in time right now that whether you are here or whether you are in Lytham, you say, I'm ready, God. I'm ready. I'm ready to not let the blankets that have tried to cover me I'm not going to let the blankets that are, are trying to, I'm trying to make myself warm with, oh God, I'm going to take them off and I'm going to actually embrace your love. I'm going to embrace who you are this morning for no other reason than for what you have done for me. Nothing that I have done for you. If anything I've said this morning has spoken to you, and whether you are here or whether you are in Lytham, I want you to do something for me with every head bowed and every eye closed. I don't normally go down this route so very much, but I really want to kind of give people an opportunity this morning to metaphorically speaking, take off the blankets that are holding them. I really felt that this was a word from God, particularly for today for this meeting you may have been a Christian a very long time you may have been in church a really long time and you've kind of you've built up these blankets to try and keep you warm and you know they are not doing it you know they're not cutting it just like King David and you say this morning yep Aaron I'm ready. I'm ready for God to do what only he can do. But in order for him to do that, I'm going to take off these blankets. If that's you, I want you to do something for me. I'm not going to count to three. But what I am going to say is I want you to raise your hand where you are right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Wow. And the same in Lytham. I want you to do something for me. If you've raised your hand in the air, I want you to put it out in front of you as if you're going to receive a gift. And I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, I pray right now. That God, that by your spirit, oh God, that you will take off. These blankets that have held people to try and keep themselves warm, oh God. 
And Father, I pray right now that you will, by your Spirit, do something that no man can do. And that is speak to the very heart, speak to the very spirit of every man and every woman, every young person, every single person in Lytham, oh God, I pray. And that, Father, that this will be a new day, that a line in the sand has been drawn where we say we are ready. We are ready for you to do what only you can do. I'm going to take off the blanket of offense. I'm going to take off the blanket of hurt. I'm going to take off the blanket of friendships that I know that are not beneficial to me. I'm going to take off the blanket of entitlement or taking. I'm going to take them off and I'm going to let you do what only you can do in my life. Father, I'm ready. God, I'm ready. I'm ready. Father, I pray for every family that is represented across these two great churches. God, I pray that this second half of the year, God, these last four months, God, we will run harder. We will run stronger. We will run faster than we've ever run before into everything that you have for us. That God, I prophesy exponential growth, oh God, this morning. Father, I prophesy, oh God, relationships restored. Father God, I prophesy that the prodigal will come home. That Father, I prophesy that healings will break out, oh God. Not necessarily because anybody has prayed over them, but because that there is an atmosphere of faith. That Father, I prophesy this morning, oh God, that you will come down in might and in power and do what only you can do. God, we're ready. God, we're open. God, we're ready to receive everything that you have for us. The God that you will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing because we begin to believe in you. The God that we won't just take what it says in the Bible and just use it as words, oh God. But Father, I pray this morning that God that you will make them alive in our hearts, make them alive in our spirits, that we really true, we really will trample on the head of the serpent and you shall deliver us. That we see, will see exponential growth in our finances. That Father, that we will see, oh God, families restored into everything that you have for them. And that Lord Jesus, that you will get the glory, that you will get the, the, the praise, oh Father, that you deserve in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Let's give God some praise. Come on.